We're ending December 2nd, Monday Night Raw. We're coming down the final stretch here of 2019. It is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm your host, Justin LaBar, for the night. Being joined by former WWE and TNA star, the blueprint, Matt Morgan, and the owner of Wrestling Inc., Raj Geary. Guys, uh, how we doing? Annoyed I had to watch this show tonight. <laughs> so it was it was uh it was tough. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh it was a three hour episode of Raw that I think could be summed up as some good wrestling, but what did it all mean at the end of the day? It was such a uh, a throwaway show. You you missed it, you didn't miss anything. You this I would argue is not even worth going on YouTube and watching the three minute clip that highlights each week. Basically, thousands of different pages do it. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTubers do it. Um, this isn't even worth going on there. I would argue. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, maybe the biggest must see or must hear thing is in the opening segment. Kevin Owens got to say bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They usually don't drop that on on WWE TV. They do it on AEW a lot. But. All right, so we're a minute in. So if you haven't watched Raw and you're wondering, well, why the F am I going to listen to you three banter for the next hour? Because we're way more entertaining, that's why. We're way more entertaining. (laughs) We are way more entertaining. And we will have a a few news items after that, which is one of them is the ratings came out finally for the last Wednesday uh, head-to-head of NXT versus AEW. And you're going to want to hear the results of this one. Uh, So we'll talk about that. We'll also get a few other notes on uh, Raj's boy Ryback giving some thoughts on CM Punk. Uh, we'll talk Tyson Fury saying he could lay Brock Lesnar down in a real fight or WWE. We'll talk about all that. Let's get into it, guys. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee is where we're at for Raw tonight. We show uh, the uh, black SUV pulling up, and it is uh, the Authors of Pain. And they speak some Albanian to Charlie Caruso. Don't get much out of that. Uh, we head to the ring, and we get Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins uh, you know, saying... Uh, just talking about all of his comments last week, blah 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 blah. Trying to cut a babyface promo, trying to trying to make it seem like he's on the on the fan side of things. Uh, wants to apologize to Kevin Owens. Owens comes out. Owens not buying it. Basically saying it's all bullshit. It smells like bullshit. AOP comes out. Rollins is ready for a tag match. Him and Owens versus AOP, but Owens not trusting this. Uh, Rollins walks out. This then segues. Into another match, real quick, guys. Uh, opening segment here. I mean, they, they, they try to start off picking up. Any thoughts? Yes. Now that you completely dissected what happened, I did, and gave you a pan at the same time. Um, it's. It, I like the AOP opening the show. I mean, who would have thunk AOP opening Monday Night Raw? Right. I mean, I think that was kind of cool. Made them look like bigger stars than they really are, which is always good if you can get away with it. To try to uplift talent, we're begging them to do it, right? We like AOP usually. We say they've been tremendously underutilized, so they're trying with them. So I'm going to go with them for this. I do like this. Um, I liked how they wrapped it in the segment with Seth Rollins, you know. And more importantly, what I did like about this was Kevin Owens, the writers not burying him. And I would even argue and venture to say, I bet you somebody, maybe it was even Owens, said something about this to saying, guys, look, I don't want to look like an idiot this week. All of our stupid baby pieces look stupid. Mm-hmm. They trust everybody. Can we please do this in real life, in real time? Because I don't trust him. I would not trust him. Can we please illustrate that in tonight's match? Because um, that's what it felt like to me. And it was smart, and it protected him a little bit. Um, we, I like Owens being in a main event situation. So this this, this was a – you didn't miss anything if you missed it, but there's still further elevation of AOP. And Kevin Owens not burying himself as a babyface. Yeah, I th- I thought 
the one thing, the, the hottest thing from last week's show, and if you know people who listen last week know that I actually like last week's show a lot. Yeah. And the big thing was Seth Rollins turning heel, and it was barely followed up on tonight. Like he he cut a quick little promo. Yep. Uh, it was over before you know it, and, and there was just no real follow up. And to not follow up, if you have something big on your show happen. Do a good follow-up. I'm all for the slow build and, and the slow storytelling, but you can still do something more uh, eventful and, you know, just just something to keep that story going. It just it was a complete afterthought an hour into the show. Well, I mean, they did. I, I think they did make an attempt here to keep the story going. It comes out and immediately, all of a sudden, cuts an, a promo opposite. You know, this this this, this promo that, that Owens calls him out on is fake. Uh, and AOP's right there, so I think they at least did follow up on. There's a, there's a connection here. We got to figure out what the connection is. And they're making a they're, they're going to take it slowly. They didn't learn their lesson with the Bailey Hill turn, and they're going to do this slow. If they're going to do this slow burn with Seth, it's a bad idea. Yeah, I, I think they should have just aligned him with AOP right off. You know, tonight, black and white, right away. I agree. Yeah. The longer you drag these things out, you, you see their creative team. They forget about stuff. They just drop stuff. They do just. It, and, and Rob's a big take home is this though: we're not emotionally invested enough in Seth Rollins as a babyface to pay attention long enough to give a crap once he turns heel or not, we, unless it's done right away to mm-hmm. get your steam back as a character that's not getting over, and whether it's a heel or babyface, and then you turn the opposite. It has to be right away. It has to be black and white in that in that in that regard. Even though I do like slow burns and slow turns, I do. Um, I like them to get my attention and make me, you know, pay attention each week and see a little, little more layers to each of the tu- of, of, of the turn, if you will, as it comes. But for this one, it needs to be abrupt. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I've talked all the time how I, about how I like the slow, the slow burns and, and the yeah. slower building stories. But when was the last time we had a good one on WWE uh, television? And not even the story, but the turn. It's just, just, just right. the turn. It's okay for him to come out this week. And be a complete prick about you know whatever wrong reason. These they have such an easy out. Bailey as well. They have such an easy out by blaming the fans. Everybody knows that's the easiest psychology to use. And said enough of your fans. I tried to pander to you. I tried to sell T-shirts. I had a new entrance. You all thought I was cool. Then all of a sudden you didn't think I was so cool because I spoke my mind. Well, guess what? You're gonna hate me even more because I'm gonna continue speaking my mind. Twitter, you ain't seen nothing yet. Right. Um, you know, and then just to go off of that and blame the fans. When all else fails, blame the fans. It's hilarious and it's good heat, and it makes you a jerk. Um, you don't need this, you know, super duper gift wrapped reason as to why you become a heel now. Not all the time. Sometimes, more times than not, yes, we like that, right? We like a good plot in the story to why the character has turned. Yes, this is not one of them because we don't care enough about him. To go along week to week and go, oh, I hope it doesn't turn. Oh, please go back to being a good guy. We don't care about him enough. Yeah, no one's thinking why. Why did you do this, Seth? How could you? That's you it. know. Yeah, and, and, and I almost wonder with people wanting Seth to be a heel, I almost wonder what's that going to do to AOP. The fact that he's inevitably going to align with them. What is that going to do? Is that going to harm it'll them? Get them over in a Batista type of way. I swear, I I, I do. In, in like when Batista was the the I'm not comparing him to AOP and vice versa for the record chat room. I'm just saying that kind of cool heel he that Batista always had once he joined Evolution. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're not. He's not. Seth may not get booed as a heel. I, I do think he will. I think people are annoyed with him enough to just mm-hmm. boom because they they're sick of him. Well, uh, and by the way. Re- 
Uh, I was going to say, he's really good as a heel, too. If you look back at his last run, and he could get the crowd against him. I mean, he was he was excellent. Always yeah. he's annoyed that. All right. <laughs> yeah. and, and Seth is going to be on WWE backstage tomorrow night on FS1. Uh, so obviously he's okay. been causing a lot of issues on social media. So this will get him the platform to he could he could double down. He could get pot committed to well, the heel. heel punk be pot committed on the show? Will he be on? They haven't announced him. I think they would have announced him if he was going to be on tomorrow night. Yeah, so that, so yeah, so pretty what sure. What the hell kind of deal is this? When does he just come and go like every once of eight shows or something? Yeah, I think you know they have the third man like Christian every few weeks, so they just rotate that out. So it, it, it's interesting. Seth on tomorrow, and then Triple H on last week. Two people you'd love to have live mics with CM yes. Punk. CM Punk's not there. Yeah, yeah. You want ratings? Those would be the episodes to have them on. Right. Uh, well, one thing I do want to acknowledge too, I kind of glossed over. They obviously they we saw the commentators to kick it off. Vic Joseph, uh, Jerry the King Lawler, no surprise. Dio Madden still off. He's been selling the Brock uh, F5 for weeks now. Samoa <laughs> Joe put in this spot. Joe obviously had a had a segment a week or two ago. Did really well. He did. And he did do good actually. He did. Joe did really well. And I just want to notice this, Raj. I don't know if you picked this up. So Joe Joe did really good tonight. He was just he was authentic. He's a good talker. So no surprise. But it's odd. Joe kind of played the heel as you think that he would, but also so did Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler kept uh, kept saying, Seth Rollins is telling this roster and these people what they need to hear. This roster sucks. We got our ass kicked at Survivor Series. That, and Jerry Lawler hasn't done the heel, and he did it in other segments. He hasn't done the heel commentator thing in like 20 years. Yeah, he was kind of doing it last week too. We were, we were talking about that. Like it seems like he's pivoting back to that, that heel role, which he's best in. He's the most entertaining in that role. Is. Yeah, so we'll see, uh, see how that keeps going. So, all right, so Rollins leaves. AOP leaves. It leaves Owens by himself. He wants to fight. He said he's ready to go. Uh, Lana comes out, mm-hmm. <laughs> and these two go back and forth. Lana's trying to do her normal spiel. Owens is telling her to shut up, ultimately brings <laughs> out. Actually, I believe, I believe Owens said, uh, you're, you're repulsive, is the exact quote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ultimately, Bobby Lashley comes out, and we get Bobby Lashley versus uh, Kevin Owens here. Uh, guys, what did you think of the match here, first and foremost? I didn't catch the very finish of this. What was the finish? Uh, what was the finish of this? Uh, uh, Lashley. It was a DQ, I believe. Uh, AOP yeah. comes out. I knew yeah. it. I knew it. I knew it. Um, I swear to God, I knew it. Um, <laughs> this is what they do. Jesus Christmas. Um, anyways. I was going to say it would have been great if, obviously, KO won. It builds him as a main event act, but surprise, surprise. Bobby, well, he's in a very important storyline, too. A lot of ratings for him and Lana, so we got to protect him, too. Then don't put him out there. I'm <laughs> right. sick of saying it week after week after week ad nauseum. Stop putting towns together that you're too chicken sh- to book to lose to the other town that desperately, need, not desperately, but needs the win. To continue to elevate. Yeah. Whoa, but Matt, AOP, it was great heat for them. If you couldn't see AOP coming, <laughs> to, come on. There's nothing creative about that. Yeah. Uh, Owens had a great line to Lana where he said, I've never met someone who talks so much and manages to say absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's what these <laughs> these you know, promos. When you guys get a chance, you fans, when you're done with the show, go on YouTube and type in Kevin Owens' funniest moments. He is so hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I think he is so entertaining to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So AOP beat down uh, Owen. So that that schmoz happens. Well, we should also mention, obviously, Lashley's still out there with Lana. Lana has uh, these um, cops with her, 
and wants AOP, and Owens gets out of the fold. Uh, here comes. Well, didn't they, didn't they say they were private detectives at first? Uh, pri- whatever. I, but personal, if they're private investigators, they can't. You know, they can't arrest you. So I don't know if that was just a mistake on commentary or what. <laughs> uh, jurisdiction. Let's get in a conversation <laughs> about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, anyways, uh, and my, mind you, they don't even think they mentioned this though, and they've been using real names on the restraining orders. They're in Nashville, which is where Lana and Rusev actually real life live. I don't think they mentioned that though. Yeah. But uh, anyways, Rusev comes out of the crowd. Uh, he attacks, uh, gets in the fight with Lashley. Ultimately, it ends up though with uh, Raja. Well, how did this happen? Here? I mean, Lashley ends up getting arrested, and then and then Lana slaps one of the detectives <laughs> slash cops, and then she gets arrested. Yeah, so Rusev attacked Lashley and then, you know, beat him up and then ran out through the crowd. So Lashley's pissed that the cops didn't arrest Rusev for violating his restraining order. And so he just kind of walks by one, kind of, you know, uh, you know, bumps into him. And so the cop got pissed, arrested Lashley. (laughs) Lana got all pissed, started yelling, slapped the cop, and then she got arrested too. So, some real police academy stuff here. Yeah. Jerry Lawler saying something about how the cops should shoot shoot Rusev for attacking Lashley. So uh, I'm I'm guessing he'll probably get talked to about that one. I'll get, I'll, I'll give fourth. I'll give. He will. I'll give the fourth person commentary. My wife walked in the room during this segment. Her first comments were, "How is Lana's boobs not falling out of her top?" If you uh, happen <laughs> to put that together, that was impressive. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't want to make the whole segment about that, but that was glue. Folks at I, home, glue. I thought they, it was, the girls use glue, lots of it. I thought it was tape, because they used to use tape, right? But then you'd still see, you'd still see the tape, mm-hmm. and even the see-through tape. But the glue seems to work the best, supposedly. Yeah. That's something for you to go back and check out. Find the YouTube clip to, to judge that. <laughs> you want to take away this? All right, up next, Drew. Hey, well, one more that confusing yep. line. Lana said something like uh, that. Lashley's the only man she's ever been with. She did say that. It's just, I don't know if she's flubbing her lines or those were her actual lines, but that, you know, that made no sense. Or is she, no, maybe she really mean, meant to insinuate that her she's never sealed the deal on her marriage with yeah. uh, Rusev. And yeah, she was sex. just saying weeks ago how Rusev was a sex addict and they had yeah. sex all over the time. You know, they just kept did having sex. Say, did she say that? Oh, I thought yeah, she was he- a sex addict. I didn't know that she said the other part of it. It sounded pur- purposeful, though. She's like... And my boyfriend, yeah. Bobby Lashley, the only man. Like it yeah. wasn't like she like went fast and stumbled. She yeah. like with purpose said the only man. Or, or do these non-creative creative writers, maybe they wrote it as a way to get more heat that we're supposed to believe. She believes that we're gonna believe. You follow me, folks. Maybe I just lost myself. Um, <laughs> that she's only been with him. And we're supposed to think she's so bad because she's lying to us and to believe that she's actually only been with him and nobody else. Yeah, that could be. I don't know. I'm trying to. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess they've never had. I, I guess credit to WWE. I'll say this. This has been going on now for like two months. We have not yet seen on TV a Rusev versus Lashley in a singles TV match. So they have at least held that off. I mean, that's the only payoff you have, right? And then after that, what? Here's the truth because they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. That's why. I can and believe Vince that. is getting his kicks between watching a married man have to kiss another man on television. That's not her husband. He does seem to enjoy that kind of thing. He does. Uh, Rusev has not re-signed with WWE as of yet. Lana did oh. sign a five-year contract, so I could easily see Lashley beating Rusev if he if he doesn't re-sign by the pay-per-view. When did she sign? 
Uh, like a week ago? Last week, yeah. Yeah. What the freak, Lana? Is that fa- <laughs> wait? Hang on, is that factual yeah. or is that? Yeah. Yeah, she, that she 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 can she's confirmed it. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm seriously, but how do we know she's not just both BSing us? Oh, this is this is legit for the, for the story. No, this no, is not part of the story. story. That's pretty heelish. Like you just <laughs> lost leverage for your husband. P.S. Yeah. Both <laughs> no, sign or you don't sign. She legit signed a five year deal. Yeah. I mean, even if you want to sign, and you know, let your. You, Man, you got to go whoever is the more important deal. And I, I, I love Rusev, but Lana's probably the bigger act, right? So that was a big chip for him. I mean, does she does she fit elsewhere? Like, does, she, does Lana fit in, like, an AEW, you know? Just on name, yeah. For a minute or two, she can Wait, make cash, the, cash does in Lana fit? Does Lana fit in AEW or Rusev? Who are you asking about? Lana. No, Rusev for sure. I, think I could easily see him there, but... No. but Lana, here's what, here's what works with Lana. I mean, obviously, she's not a... Like yeah. Lana, Lana works in WWE because she actually does have crossover appeal. She has done movies. She had mm-hmm. like you know AEW doesn't have that yet. The, the WWE because it is the machine they are because they have so much. Brandy is the only one they have. You're right, mm-hmm. right. L- Lana works in the WWE environment because of that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, now we've seen, unfortunately, in their history of, of trying to put Lana with other people, whether it's Lana with. Dolph Ziggler or Lashley, what have you? Tamina, they did right for a while. Yeah, I mean, people yeah. people want Lana and Rusev together because they know that they're together, and that seems. I mean, so well, as, far as contracts go, though, that was a major chip for him. That she's oh, absolutely totally blue, absolutely. Unless, I mean? like, yeah, unless, unless he's unless, he's close he's, as well. Yeah, unless yeah. he's signed and he hasn't said it. I yeah. hope so. I mean, that would be terrible. That'd be like real life storyline now. Yeah, I could see them giving. Life. I could see them giving Rusev a, a pretty sweet offer. Considering you know what they've been giving a lot of the other talent. Yes, if those two tag team guys, what do you call it? Uh, um, in the revival or revival, making half a million each. Mm-hmm. I still well, can't. Same thing for Mike and Maria. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to give Mike and Maria Lord. that kind of security, Lana and Rusev will put the work in. Hold up, Mike is making five hundred thousand dollars a year. I think he's making. I, I think I, Raj was. I think he and Maria together make it five. Wasn't it like two fifty a piece? I think so. Either way, uh, I have to double check. It's either way, but that's been kind of the standard low end lately is five hundred for, uh, yeah, a lot of these talents to resign. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Get, get it while you can get it. All right. So moving on. Next match: Drew McIntyre versus Akira Tozawa. Um, you know, uh, impressive uh, feats of strength here by Drew. Uh, Drew gets the win. Uh, this leads to Drew and Randy Orton after the match call, calling out Randy Orton. I don't know. Visually, real quick here, I love the you got you got a six foot five, six foot six guys here. They just I, I love the visual of these two. I know, I know this is just this this really gets uh, and this will be a great match. Gets my attention. They yeah, go back. yeah, good service. And, and also, I, I like how Orton is not uh, he's not talking down to Drew. He's not treating Drew like some punk mm-hmm. kid. He almost sounds like he doesn't even want to get involved. You know, like wrestle Drew. Like he. Uh, you know he's not. He, he's saying, "Hey, we're cool." You know, uh, you know, whatever. And I, I think it just Drew looks really strong in this, and I, I like this yeah. dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so just picking up off of what Raj says, they have their back and forth, and then uh, eventually we get the uh, the OC comes out, and they start running down Orton, and uh, ultimately it leads to um, Orton getting uh, attacked. Here comes Ricochet for a save. Here comes uh, Humberto Carrillo for the save. Uh, and this is going to set up our six-man tag uh, for the main event tonight. Yippee. 
You didn't like Humberto bad and clean up. You didn't take that serious. <laughs> you didn't take that seriously tonight, folks. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll get Come back on. to him when we get there. Yeah, some kid jumped a damn guard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean they they they've done a number on Humberto as it is over the last month and a half to where it's it's hard to take seriously when he comes out for the save and they say that's the main event. If it weren't for this podcast, I'm like I, I'd just tune out probably right there. And these guys have got to start punching people in the face when you do make a save. It's not to run in and do some high flying high spot. You're mm-hmm. there to to make an immediate impact and there's nothing more immediate than a punch to the mush mm-hmm. or maybe a big boot to the mush something that's quick bam yeah um or a big powerful like power like a power bomb something that's very quick and powerful and impactful not it's a lot of peace but not um <laughs> you know the high wire crap the, the fancy stuff like that's not the time to throw that stuff out there that's why you didn't ray was diff ray mysterio i would argue was like the one that you could kind of get away with that a little bit, but at first, if you remember, Ray ain't making no saves on nobody back in WCW, mm-hmm. right? But but with built built time and trust, the fans eventually took him more seriously, right? Um, his size started not to matter as much. But again, these guys they just started punching again. I know it sounds so simple and such an easy thing to request, but they don't do it anymore. Those little flipper form crap. They've got to start punching as well sometimes when it's needed. There's nothing that says more, I'm in here to kick your ass, than punching a dude right in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Everybody at home knows what that feels like, and it's easy to register, and it shows an aggression. Yeah, I think when you're thinking about when you're so mad you really want to beat the crap out of someone, someone just throwing punches seems a lot more believable than doing you know backflips and things like that. Yeah, yes. You know, I gotta say, in the last five years, if we take a look at WWE, and we always hear about how they want, you know, they want to have a you know, they want to have a, a star to go into Mexico and, and to move that market, which I get. You know, I feel like, you know, the experimental of uh, Alberto Del Rio a couple times that they did. Yeah. Sin Cara, Humberto Carrillo. Del, Andra- Del Rio Andra- was good. They just didn't turn him face at the right time. He, he would have been good, I thought, actually. Uh, Andrade and many more. I feel, like, I feel like we are just watching every month and every year the open casting call for who can be the Rey Mysterio replacement. That's literally what I feel like I'm watching. Because that's sure. what they're looking for. That's very legitimate, though, don't you think? Somebody's that big of a star because of those huge shoes to fill. I mean, that's a that's a realistic. I understand wanting to appeal. To, I understand wanting. I understand wanting to appeal to that market, Matt. I just feel like we've just been watching. What, we've been watching how the sausage gets made. We've been just watching the open casting calls of like um, who can appeal to the with Kalisto also. Kalisto. In the past. I mean yeah. the, the Lucha House party. Like Del it's Rio like, hurts your argument though a little bit, but yeah, well, well, but <laughs> when they turned Del Rio face and it was very forced when they turned. No man, it was terrible. He's not, he's not a freaking short person. Um, you know he can get on roller coasters the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> when they tried to force his face to run, uh, just no. Yeah. Well, it, it was one of the worst face turns ever. Like, yeah, he just saved – yeah, he saved Ricardo Rodriguez on the pre-show, if I recall. Like, him. that was – it, it sucked. He was so damn talented, too, man. Yeah. God, he was good. I think that just the one thing is you need charisma. And be, you know, Ray – that's a tough – that's that's you a tough think, act to replace. But getting a uh, – you, you think know, Del Rio had that charisma? Yeah, he he had good charisma for a heel. When he was yeah. a heel, he he yeah. stood out. I think he was just too much of an asshole to deal with. Quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, 
he was going through his own issues uh, during that time. He's fighting uh, Tito Ortiz next weekend. Oh, I'm watching. Yeah. What's up, Max Justin? All right. Uh, oh, did we talk about uh, Drew uh, destroying Akira Tozawa? No. Yeah, I said. Well, yeah, I said uh, the match okay. happened, and he and he beat him, and then and then Orton comes out. Oh yeah, uh, Drew looked fantastic. I thought yeah. in this, even though it is a squash, but uh, he just he just looks like such a killer in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, great showings of strength. Um, so yeah, so they end up doing all the all the you know, to set up a six man tag main event. Uh, worth noting, you should see this. They show at ringside NASCAR stars Kyle Busch and Michael Waltrip. That'll be relevant later, folks. Pay attention. All right, we get Tony Nese versus Alistair Black. Another uh, Alistair Black, just hard-hitting, hard-kicking display. Good. Black gets the win, as he should. So they're basically turning these 205 Live guys into enhancement talents. Oh, well. Uh, I mean, I like Tony Nese personally. He's a friend of mine, but um, it's still, this is good use, Mm -hmm. to be honest. If I'm being honest, this guy needs some gimme matches like this to showcase what he can do again. Mm -hmm. That dude's ultra-talented as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was fine with this. I thought this was good. Yeah, Black again, probably one of the most visually exciting guys they have, yes. and uh, has been protected. Have not have seen, uh, uh, you know, haven't seen any. We haven't seen any flaws in how they presented him. They've been inconsistent, but Very inconsistent. But he, and he was injured for a little bit. But yeah, the the knocking on the door they've been doing for way too long. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, up next we get Andrade versus uh, I believe Nashville's uh, resident Eric Young here. By the way, it's funny. They come back from break, and, and Eric Young has just finished getting his entrance music. He's, he still has a sanity music, but he doesn't have any of the sanity look anymore, which he looks more like Hardcore Holly. Um, but he's out there against Andrade. Uh, ultimately, um, Eric Young gets some gets some hope spots in this, but ultimately Andrade gets the win with his hammerlock DDT. So uh, it seems like they're finally getting consistent with Andrade. We, week after week, we're seeing consistent wins. And, and again, it's it's another good use of talent that they're not currently have huge plans for at the moment. I hate to say that about EY, right? But, He's much more talented than this. Sure. But still, um, the job is to get Andrade over. This this does it a little bit, not as big as it would be by him beating somebody bigger, or better, rather, um, or more valuable, I should say. That we have more investment in, but still, I get I'm I'm okay with jobber matches, There's squash matches. Yeah, same here. I just think uh, so. This was Eric Young, only his second singles match on on Raw or SmackDown. So uh, ridiculous. And to your point, Matt, he can just do so much. He's really funny. You could put him with our truth doing something. There's there's a lot of roles you could. Yeah, and, I mean, like we saw with Sanity, he blends into whatever you give him. When he was the the comedic foil to James Storm in TNA, or when he was in Dude. Team Canada. He was a superhero for crying out loud. <laughs> right. Terrible for him at the time. Boy, did he prove me wrong. Um, he got that over too. Super. He gets everything over. Yeah, the stuff with e- ODB. EY. Champion with ODB. Yeah, I mean, he's so good, and you just you wouldn't realize it watching the show. They've, I mean, I feel like it's just with his age and everything, the window is you know is only so far. Exactly. Yes. Use him. Use him while you can. EY and R Truth can make some great buddy cop. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Have them be the code 24 7 champions or something. What did you guys come up with that? What's that? With R Truth. I, I was just thinking, you know, the, the comedy really that they. Good. Yeah. I, I hope they watch. I hope somebody at WWE Creative sees this. You're <laughs> yeah. welcome. Yeah. The Wrestling Game Podcast because that is money. Those yeah. two. 
Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and the reason I thought of it, Matt, is because right after Andrade beats Eric Young, we segue right into our <laughs> truth comes running to the ring. Obviously, this entire conga line chasing him down. He hides yeah. He hides at the feet of NASCAR racers Kyle Busch and Michael Waltrip at ringside while the rest of the wrestlers all go running through the crowd uh, thinking they're, they're chasing him. And our truth pops back up. He's thanking Kyle Busch and Michael Waltrip. Thanks for having my back. Only for Michael Waltrip to zip down his, uh, his 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 jacket to reveal that he has a referee's shirt on. I guess he's a sanctioned referee. Kyle Busch rolls him up. One, two, three. Kyle Busch is your new 24-7 champion. Kyle Busch is a really good heel in real life, by the way. He is. Yes, he is. He looks like he could, you know, he, he's a, granted he's a little on the thin side, but he looks like he had the facials and everything, and he could, he could do this if he wanted to. I've watched him. Watching him many NASCAR races, he has got that heel antic. I covered, I think, I forget the terrible on following NASCAR, but I did. I had to go on like the Speed Network for on behalf of TNA or something like that, and um, he was on the panel with us. And he is such a great heel. Like we got to go behind the scenes of this huge race that we were at in Virginia. I forget the name of it, and we got to go back and listen to the like the, the run the person who runs the, the NASCAR. I guess was talking to all the drivers. And all the drivers weren't sitting with Bush. Like, he was by himself. And I was asking Dix, I was like, why is that guy by himself? She's like, they hate him that much. He was being cocky <laughs> earlier, I guess, during warm-ups. And I was like, she's like, he's a real heel in NASCAR. He's like, one of the best. And then I ended up doing a segment with him. And you could tell he loves wrestling. He knows yeah. everything about it. He'd be a great heel. Yeah. He really would. Yeah, that's my, that's my brother-in-law's favorite driver. And he's opened my eyes to a lot of the heel antics that he pulls, so. That's cool. I, I'm sure he's probably lost it by now, unless they're gonna, you know, he's gonna sh- show up at future TVs. I would guess that I, there's I, I some would, backstage thing they're doing after the show. Well, I wouldn't be shocked. I would say a backstage. I wouldn't be shocked with with NASCAR still on Fox. I wouldn't be shocked if it's a backstage thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So maybe, maybe. actually, then do it on Fox. I mean, do it on SmackDown. You know. Yeah. Well, or FS1. Either way, just something. Oh, I'm backstage tomorrow. Yeah, on the show tomorrow night. Yeah. 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 Uh, Charlie Caruso sees Seth Rollins, who's just, it's time for Seth Rollins to go home. He's punching out. Who cares if we're only halfway through the show? He's leaving. Um, I've always found this stuff hilarious to me. Um, basically, Rollins gives him, gives her the speech of he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Um, he says it's always his fault. No win situation. Everybody's a critic. Blah, 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 blah. Walks off. So. The emotional mystery of Seth Rollins continues. I think when his top star says they're they're leaving the show, I know a lot of people then expect that that means he's going to show up later. But I think you don't want your top guy saying they're leaving because then it makes you want to tune out too. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> fair point. Yeah. Yeah. I fair got point on that waste. I thought. <laughs> yeah. so we continue on with Eric Rowan uh, talking to the cage. What's inside the cage, Matt Morgan? What's inside of Eric Rowan's cage? I've got nothing. <laughs> I don't. I, I has. I think they don't know. I don't think they know. Probably not. It's probably going to be like a, a May Young hand situation, probably. You know where they can't come up with something, so they come up with just the most random, stupid idea. Yeah, I mean, it can't be something that's alive, right? It's not going to have an actual pet. Yeah, they've done it before. Yeah. We'll Frankie. See. Frank. What? Frank. <laughs> Didn't the original Frankie die in like a fire? I think so, yeah. Why do you know that? Shut up, Matt. You know stuff like that. (laughs) I I, I thought I knew Coco and Frankie pretty well. So you're welcome. I'm just giving you some. (laughs) 
departing the wisdom. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eric Rowan versus No Hate. Oh, yeah. Someone's saying watch it be the sheep mask. Oh, hey. God. Well, God. okay. No, because that means there's a transition to be had, right? That he puts this on and he's going to be something crazy again. I don't know. Yeah. Better than this. I just don't care about Rowan. They've tried so many different things with him. I just, he's a big guy, but that's about it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, they, don't get big, they don't let that big guys talk enough nowadays. Uh, yeah. I mean, they don't let them be special enough. You protect know. some of them from themselves mm-hmm. with talking. But then somebody, you need to have talk. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Heidenreich. Remember he, how crazy he was? He, if he was wasn't it? able to poetry, crazy rhymes that he used to come out and say, and like the asinine nutso things he would say, like, no, people would care even less about that character. He, he, he was the one that. Yeah, he was the one that sodomized Michael Cole, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But he had his little, what were they called? Disaster pieces. That he'd write, read these poetry, these rhymes that he legit would write on the airplane ride. Hilarious. Dude yeah. played with a coloring book. He colored yeah. in a coloring book while we were on our plane rides places. Yeah. So <laughs> man. But there's, you got to protect certain big guys, but there's other big guys that you do need to let talk because these guys still got a lot to get out. I keep telling you guys mm-hmm. to get all this stuff out of their system to figure out who the hell they are. Yeah. And it's only going to come a lot of the time verbally. I think Luke Harper is a perfect example of that. He's someone that should be should be talking more, giving promo time. Who knows if they're going to use him again? I mean, he was back for a few weeks, but he's so good. And he's so intelligent. He can speak well, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Rowan wins in a squash match against No Way Jose. Uh, so again, okay with again. So mystery continues of what's in the cage. Uh, is it alive? Is it not? Chime in. Um, all right, this next one might be the most one of the most interesting things to dissect here. I'll, I'll, I'll try to be brief with this. We get a two-on-one handicap match of Asuka and Kyrie Sane, who are out of the women's tag team champions right now, against Charlotte Flair. Now, on the one hand, real quick, guys, this was a very gritty. Fun match to watch, but on the other hand, of being critical wrestling analyst here, I could not believe they allowed this match to be this competitive and this long of Charlotte taking on two women. Two women are supposed to be two of your toughest women. Ultimately, Kyrie Sane and Asuka get the win, but it was a long time to get through this. Here's the thing, though. Um, It wasn't two at once. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a tornado match. Yeah, it, it, it was you had you had to tag in and out. So I mean, let, let's say I'm in a real fight with somebody, right? And his buddy's got to sit there and watch. He can't do anything until homeboy make tags him in. Let's say in real life, and I'm just whipping the holy you know bejesus out of this this one guy. He never gets a chance to make the tie. Why would that not be, be believable? Because you, no, you have nobody. Because you have no. Because they can. Because you have nobody to tag out and get a rest and breather from you. I just. For this to go this long was just shocking to me, honestly. Their part, okay, okay, I can see that. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I mean, if it was a shorter match and you know they kept it a little competitive, I think that's fine. But for going this long, I mean, with a long match, the two on one, the two heels should have so much more of an advantage. That Charlotte doesn't get more credit though because she's going to be the woman greatest women's wrestler of all time. Oh, I think, uh, look, I almost think it would have been better if Charlotte, you know, kind of got her ass beat a little bit because then she needs Becky to come in as her tag team partner. If Charlotte can take care of both of them pretty much by herself, why do you need Becky? That's what I mean. That's the point. Okay. That's that's the the problem. Yeah. And that's that's the problem I have with this. But again, aside aside from uh, trying to analyze booking, 
this was actually very entertaining to watch. It was a good match. It, it I mean, really was. They're all freaking good. They're yeah, they're so all good. Exactly. Three of the best women on the roster. In the ring, they probably are the three best. Good. God, they're so good. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so, uh, so, you know, the Kabuki Warriors ultimately get the win. Again, it took a little longer than I think it should, but nonetheless. So we go from the women's tag team champions to the Raw tag team champions, the Viking Raiders, on another uh, uh, squash match, them up against Mark Sterling and Mitchell Lyons. Uh, no surprise here, the Viking Raiders get the win. This was probably the most in, uh, jobber match, squash matches that they've had on a, a Raw. You know, mm-hmm. this was like the fourth one tonight. Mm-hmm. Fourth or fifth. And, and and the reason why I'm saying, folks, there's nothing you missed tonight is because these were not like very competitive matches, most of them. They were squash matches. And you hear me talking now as we go through each match, because when I go back through and I think about it, these were t- these were talents that needed wins. And some of them needed this decisive wins to continue to be built. A la the Andrade's, um, what's his name? He said earlier, um, come on, Drew. Um, uh, these people needed wins um, to be b- built back up. I just didn't want to see it, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I just didn't care if I saw it or not. Just They could have done that at a house show and told me that, hey, guess what? He won five matches. He yeah, but track. here's one of the advantages, though, of them bringing back a certain balance ratio of having squash matches. Is that is one way to try to get away from the 50 50 booking? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> if you're constantly giving us competitive matches, and, and, and Matt, you, you criticized it earlier, and rightfully so, the way they ended the um, uh, Lashley Owens match, because they don't want to hurt Lashley, but, you know, it's like they don't put him out there. You know, they run themselves in that corner. So at least by doing some of these squash matches, doing the old WF superstars. Which routine, is great. Yeah. It gives guys, great. it lets guys get their, get their signature moves over. That's great for them. Is that great for me, the viewer at home that's being asked to watch this shit for three hours? Well, it, it needs it needs to be balanced. You can't you you have to have a balance. Yeah, I'm, three I'm, hours of squash matches is way too many. You know, I'm not entertained by that. I'm happy for a couple of the guys, but I'm happy yeah. for them in real life. I'm not happy for them within their character and within the the the, the aura of the show, if you will. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm not making that make sense. No, you make sense. Who are the tag team champions on Raw right now? Oh yeah, the Viking Raiders. All right. Because it, it feels like they're not building any uh, opponents for them. Oh, I'll be honest. Leave leave them on on one side. Put them in a collision course with AOP come WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been tweeting that that's a that seems like a natural, but yeah. they'll jump the gun on it. Yeah, yeah. Don't do it too soon. Oh yeah, we'll give it a Royal Rumble. It'll be a throwaway. All right. Um, so coming to the main event, we get the six man tag, the OC. Up against Humberto Carrillo, uh, Ricochet, and Rey Mysterio. I have to note though, because the, the, right before they come, right before the segment to the entrances, they do a babyface promo with the three babyfaces in the locker room. Oh. Rey Mysterio is one of the best ever. Sure, Ricochet is is athletic as all hell. Humberto Carrillo comes from a wrestling a Mexican family. He's talented as well. This is, but in the moment, if I am just a person that walks in the room and you tell me to watch these three, the corniness of and the in the. In the Faked force nature of this promo made me hate all three of these baby faces in that moment. It was terrible. They don't know how to write for him. That's why. Uh, it was terrible. And, and Ricochet, you need to work to his. You know, he's not. He's not a promo guy, so you need to work around that. You know, give him stuff that he can he can work with, like just a quick sentence here and there, not this long diatribe. But yeah, I agree with you, Justin. I thought this promo was it was brutal. So uh, we go into the match. Uh, I mean, again, entertaining matches. You know, as as Matt said, they're all entertaining. You got six guys here. That how they're not going to make this entertaining. Uh, I, I, as I as I'm watching this though, I'm like, how many people 
really care to, to other than us I have to stay up and watch it. Who wants to tune into this? Like what 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 made me stay for three hours to watch this? It just feels like they've done this match for like the last four weeks, even though technically not this match. Like they had Randy Orton instead. Yeah. Uh, but it just it just feels like it, it's just a repeat. So AJ wins it with the uh, Styles Clash off the second rope to Ricochet. Uh, AJ standing tall. Randy Orton RKO out of nowhere. That's your show, folks. <sighs> Boring stuff, man. I mean, what, you know, you, you didn't miss anything tonight. You no, know, you Lashley, Lashley got arrested, but that's not like no, who cares exactly. It's Lashley not. Got <laughs> it's not like he's gonna. You know, be in jail for the next month. So next week, you're you're caught up by not watching this show. Yeah. No, the thing is that the Kevin Owens stuff was good. Um, Seth Rollins not giving us what we want, not good. Um, and not even what we want, but like what just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not gonna be like, hey, he's a heel, yay, and high five everybody, <laughs> and cheer for him. I'm still, you know, still gonna boo for him, right? You know, as it, as we should. But uh, it needs to be done. It needs to be done with already. Just to just get there. Yeah. Again, I'm, I like the slow build, but not WWE has not shown that they've been able to do it well. So just go fast. Yeah. Rip the Band-Aid off. Okay. Imagine when Roman was in his most annoying phase, like where fans were just like, oh, enough of this guy already. Do not listen to us. We hate him. Stop booking him to win everything. We don't like it. So remember the most pivotal, not pivotal, the, the, the highest, you know, part of that crescendo of that wave of everyone hating that Roman, right? As mm-hmm. a baby. I'd say versus Taker, maybe, right? Would you yeah. Time ish, maybe. Yeah. That close to his peak of people being annoyed with the push, right? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, even the the following year when he when he beat Brock for the title and the fans just crapped all over that all match. Right, so let's go to that time, how everyone yeah. felt. Let's go back to yeah. time for that, right? Um, now, now you're there. Now the, the WWE decides to have him do something that's semi heelish, but they're not going to give it to us the next night. They're going to just drag it out. People would be like, ah, it wouldn't make them care about him anymore. It'd have to be a quick turn that everyone wanted to see from him, if you remember. And you think WWE learned their lesson when somebody's cooling off that they put a lot of time and a lot of uh, um, real estate, you know, into as far as TV time goes. And Seth Seth Rollins, you got to get your money back. It didn't work as a face. You better get it back, uh, you know, by turning them and doing it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with Roman, they could have done that, by the way. And they would have made a crap load of money with him as a heel if they did it at the right time before he became too annoying. Um Seth became too annoying. Mm-hmm. And they need to do it like yesterday. And a lot of times, you know, to to that point as well, a lot of times doing that flash heel turn where they do something in a match, that's a lot more memorable than dragging it out forever. And, yes. uh, you know, if, if Hogan had been, you know, I hate always going to NWO no, and stuff, but if, if you had been teasing Hogan for months and then he finally turns heel, it's not as effective as that surprise is when he did it. Was the shield? No, uh, Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty out of nowhere, right? right. So face off into the barbershop window, right? That was memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, even the shield breakup, exactly. yeah, yeah. that first turned, right? Yeah. That was yeah. memorable. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. To go with Hunter and them. Yep. Yeah, I, that's why with Rollins, actually, I, I liked his promo last week, but having him, if he had attacked like uh, Roman Reigns or something, you know, something big, um, it would have been more memorable. And, and I think it would have. It would have led to people wanting to see that match. 
So uh, unrelated to that storyline, you know, right now they have this kind of odd bond right now of Ray, uh, Humberto, and Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance for one of them to surprise us? And would that matter? Could I? Could any of them pull it off? Probably not I, Ray. I think there's a better chance of them being House Party 2.0 than that. <laughs> I can't see Ray as a heel. He's no. he's just too beloved now. Uh, Humberto. There's a turn on Ray. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Humberto, maybe, because he's going to die as a baby face with you know how they booked him. Uh, so maybe him. Okay. You know, Raj, isn't it interesting? We haven't had a lot of positive things to write home about a Raw. And all, when that happens, we haven't heard, we, I haven't seen a lot of tweets of, oh, Heyman's really taking charge of the <laughs> Raw executive. You know, we don't hear a lot of praise when there ain't a lot of exciting things going on right now. Yeah. I mean, were we, were, wait, were we hearing praise about that? Well, when after Heyman took over, you know, when, when there would be a segment would be done very when it'd be shot differently or when when things would happen I mean, he could, you're saying he'd get his props. People exactly. would say the nice exactly. and they're not doing it no more. No. Uh, well, ultimately it's Vince's show. Like, you know, when Roman was getting attacked by the car and they had the, the camera angle above the boxes and above the crates, I, I couldn't see Heyman doing something like that. You know, you saw how they filmed Bischoff too. You saw how they filmed the stuff in WCW and ECW. Uh, that's, that's Vince stuff. Indeed. All right. So that puts a cap on raw tonight. <clears throat> so, uh, go back and see Kevin Owens say bullshit. Go back and see Lana's boobs. Um, Take away what you want to take away. All right, let's go into the news. WrestlingInc.com got your news 24-7. Uh, the biggest piece of news coming out Monday evening, uh, delayed because of the holiday. Uh, we get the Wednesday night numbers of AEW Dynamite up against NXT. And once again, NXT for, what, two weeks in a row now, right, Raj? No way. And by a much bigger margin this week. By I a much bigger margin. That. NXT beats AEW Dynamite. Here's the numbers. AEW Dynamite drew 663,000. To NXT's eight hundred and ten thousand. So wait, this uh, is post Survivor Series. Yeah, post Survivor uh, Series last Wednesday night. Uh, now AEW did still beat NXT in the eighteen to forty nine demo, yeah. but it was a very narrow gap. It was the closest gap yet. It was eight percent, you know. Uh, and then by the total viewers, NXT beating Dynamite by twenty two percent. And last week, when I mean the week before, when they had all the main roster guys. It was, you know, it was razor thin the margin of victory. So I think, don't we think it's still a lot to do with Survivor Series? I'm sure. So, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they put NXT over strong on that, so I'm sure uh, a lot of people tuning in for, for the fallout. I think it was pretty clear early on that the main roster guys were not, or the Raw and SmackDown guys were not going to be appearing on the show, and they still stuck with it. Um, I mean. We'll see where it goes next week, but AEW, that was a big, this was their lowest viewership by far. Uh, you know, even worse than against the World Series. It is kind of a holiday weekend, but they fell by a bit, way bigger number than other shows. And, uh, you know, NXT did not have that same big fall. They were down 11% from last week, uh, 11.6%. AEW was down 26% from last week. So, well, Raj, let me ask you this, because I, I was away. I was, I was out of the beach for the holiday. I have not seen either show from last Wednesday. So I don't know what show was good or what show wasn't. Was yeah, that good? The first quarter hour, I thought I honestly did. I thought it was going to be an NXT's first quarter hour. I really okay. did. Because what I'm wondering is what was the better show? And if AEW has the younger demo, and the night before Thanksgiving, younger people are out, they're not around. I'm just wondering, like, does that come into play? 
Well, I did. So I, I said this on the podcast last week. I thought it was the worst AEW show that they've done so far. I still thought it was pretty good, but of all their episodes, I thought it was the weakest. They had, you know, between the Blade and Bunny debut and how that was done. Oh, terrible, yes. And then that long women's match that meant nothing. I, it was just yeah. a. I know, think that's. Uh, did we have the numbers? The quarter hour breakdown? No, not yet. But you think they, that's probably where they lost a lot of viewers? I really am interested to see that. I think the women's match, especially that women's match, I think is where they drop off. Yeah. I'm going to guarantee it. <laughs> Why? Who's the, who's the match between? I could not tell you their names. How about that? Okay. So that's good, huh? one of the biggest marks. And I couldn't, AEW's biggest mark, I admit it. But I cannot tell you their names. Yeah, right. I'm not forgetting already. Uh, I, I mean, you can look it up. On it's, not, it's, not it's not that important. It's not that yeah. important. But they followed that up with the Cody thing. And then after that, Cody, they were attacked by, you know, the, the blade and the, the bunny and the, oh. uh, the, the, what was it? The bear, the butcher. Sure. Um, the f- and, what? Yeah, Who said that this would be cool? <laughs> yeah. Like this, my name is going to come across on the gimmick Tron under my name, you know, <laughs> on TV. This is going to sound awesome. The mm-hmm. butcher? Mm-hmm. Well, good for NXT. Hey, props to them. Uh, good for them. NXT getting two weeks in a row, and this is what you want. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want a one-sided. Exactly. You don't want a one-sided war. So good for NXT. No matter whether it was a holiday week or not, good for them. So, uh, who's NXT's big match? Didn't, didn't we have a big main event? I didn't watch. Yeah. Wasn't it Adam Cole against uh, Finn Balor? Was at the end. Oh, it was uh, Champa against Champa against um, Jesus. What is wrong with me? Oh, AEW's uh, Jericho and Scorpio Sky. Okay, so like that's not Jericho was in that, right? He, he's always mm-hmm. going to get people to tune in. Tune in. Um, yeah, I, I just think it was also a given that Jericho was winning. So, oh, you know, okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think this is a it's going to be a good learning experience. I think one thing AEW and NXT both need to one thing that's really lacking is kind of like the cliffhangers, you know, that you used to have that the end of the show that got you excited for next week and you had to tune in, uh, you know, to to follow up. And now it's just kind of like match done. You do a brawl at the end and then that's well, it. They, they did that with the inner circle. They've done it a couple of times, right? During the contract signing, they left his brother. Then they go off the air with that with slamming his hand in the door. And then driving away. They, I mean, they, that was earlier in the show, but yeah, I mean, that was, yeah. All right. So we'll see what happens this week. Of course, uh, make sure you tune in here live on wrestling Inc. uh, Wednesday night as uh, a, is a better show. I don't care. (laughs) My rating is something different. How about that? Yeah. And someone's pointing out that the AEW did kind of do it this week with John Moxley coming in through the crowd and kind of setting up, you know, him and Jericho. So, Oh my God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's it is true though. Yeah. That was a good question. Yeah, it was. Well, the three of us will be here Wednesday night to talk about that, so we can see what happens Wednesday night. <laughs> All right, a few more news items before we get out of here. Uh, Raj, you and Ryback doing your conversations with the big guy, and uh, <clears throat> I'll let people read the full quote and transcription on WrestlingInc.com. But basically, when talking about CM Punk and why he didn't sign with AEW. In Ryback's opinion, it's because CM Punk, who has still wanted that main event, that true main event spot at WrestleMania, that he might still feel that that's a possibility, that uh, him now back in the fold in some manner with Fox and WWE backstage, that this is the start of him politically so, paving the path. Mm-hmm. Is that right? It seems like a... I mean, 
Look, he he didn't go to AEW, and that seemed like that would be a perfect fit for him, right? Freedom on the promos and everything he complained about. So AEW did. So there is a reason he didn't go to AEW. Whatever, whatever. And AEW has money. They have money. No, no. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Why can't it just be because he's telling the truth? He doesn't want to wrestle. And and here's, an, here's an opportunity to make a shit ton of money without having to go wrestle. Why can't that be the reason? And that could be. That easily could be. I mean, I'm sure if AEW had a show as popular as Fox, I guarantee you he would take that over to the Fox show because he wants nothing to do with WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it, Matt, you could be absolutely right. Maybe he is not coming back to wrestle. He has no plans to. He is just looking at it as a Fox gig where he's getting paid handsomely to just talk. So. And maybe that could change, okay? And that's what's cool about this Fox deal is I think many of us are hoping because Triple H has shown he can get people that hate that company upside down and get them back mm-hmm. in the fold. Bruno, Warrior, he's had a way Sting. to do it. Thing, He's had a way to be able to handle these huge, huge accomplishments. Those are huge accomplishments right there, especially Bruno. Yeah. That's a huge one. Well, Sting um, and Goldberg were originally just supposed to be for the game. It wasn't meant to be a wrestling deal. So, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's going to be, I think it was going to be a hunter, but here's the catch. Hunter didn't have such a beef with them. Like he does punk. You could tell he hates CM Punk. Like you could tell, you could feel it. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Tammy's saying he went to Fox to get money and work sporadically, and that's what he's doing. So it is a good gig. Yes. Uh, if you take a look at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, uh, we saw last week that uh, Luke Harper had uh, filed a trademark patent for Brody Lee, which was his uh, wrestling name prior to WWE. And we've had two more, two more people. Uh, Charlotte, she has trademark filed for the trademark the Queen of Wrestling, and Ashley Flair for merchandise and entertainment uses. And her current boyfriend Andrade <laughs> files a trademark for El Idolo, which I believe is the idol in Spanish, and uh, La, Som- La Sombra. I don't know which, which one's that. Lesambro was the old name he used in CMLL. Okay. So Wait, hang on. Look this up. Who cares? That's what it says <laughs> on my phone. Nobody cares. Well, it's interesting because Ashley Flair, uh, because she spells her name F-L-A-I-R, WWE could trademark that. And so I think she, you know, they're, she's getting the jump start and uh, just making sure she's protected. Um which is weird. You got to trademark your real name, just you know, the, because of how Flair is spelled. She's got to, you know, make sure she owns that. Um, she owns her birth name. I own my birth name. She doesn't own F L A I. She owns F L. Yeah, she owns F L E H R. That's that's how it's spelled. Right, but but that's what that's the point of the story is the fact that she's trying to trademark the name that is, you know, F L A I R. It's like Cody didn't own Cody Rhodes for a while, right? He could, he could use Cody Runnels, but he couldn't use Cody Rhodes. I guess he has it now, but um, yeah, Brody Lee. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it seems like Luke Harper is kind of thinking life after WWE. So we'll see. Brody Lee is a much better name than Luke Harper, too. By the way, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, Tyson Fury. Uh, of course, he the boxer who did uh, some recent WWE stuff. He said on a podcast. Uh, that, uh, yeah, I fancy a fight with Brock for sure. I watched a few of his fights, pretty handy, but I can flatten him. In a WWE match or in a proper fight, I can flatten Brock Lesnar in 30 seconds. Raj, are we going to get Tyson Fury versus Brock Lesnar eventually? 
I did. Did, did Tyson Fury and uh, and Braun knock him dead? Was that like a big attraction? No. Brock, yeah. Brock would shoot in on him and just bend him in all different kinds of positions. However, Brock hates being punched. He is not a fan of it, obviously, right? So that dude always stands a puncher's chance for what it's worth. I'm taking a real fight because that's the yeah. only thing I would even mildly entertain. Fury's got that reach. He could nail Brock before Brock takes him down. Or the bull gets in there, maybe, yeah. 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 Get that yeah, I mean, look, I just think with we saw with Kane and Brock already, it, it wasn't those matches just didn't uh, have that kind of interest that you would expect. So I can't see them going WrestleMania with the uh, Tyson Fury and Brock. Oh God, no, no. It could be another. It could be another salty. It could be another Saudi thing. I, I mean, who 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 are they going to go with Lesnar? I mean, the Fiend is kind of the only one that seems like a good candidate right now. Oh man, Seth's yeah. been done to death. Um, Roman's been done to death. I'll be, there? I'll be honest, after watching that Undertaker slash Mark Calloway Broken School oh, Session so with Stone Cold, it is. I actually feel like he's going to start training now, and I feel like he'll do at least one more match. I think it'll be to help cement the Fiend. I think, oh, it, I think help protect the Fiend until – if they protect the Fiend from now to Mania, he helps put the Fiend over, and that's that. You Hang on. You know what? I want that too, but now I realize it's not going to – you are the ultimate uh, Undertaker. <laughs> you know that. Folks, please find, find, go back in time and find out how many times Justin Labar has put <laughs> it out there that Taker was either going to appear or something. Because so, yeah. right now I'm getting like, I swear. Yeah, to God. I, weren't he, we were saying he was going to wrestle Sean at this last WrestleMania, right? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I said I could, I could see uh, uh, anything's possible. Taker and Sting at Crown, at Crown Jewel is my thought. He's the first thing for everything. Sting is retired for sure. Sting and Taker in Saudi Arabia will happen. It will happen. Sting and Taker will happen in Saudi Arabia. What missed money though, right? God, man, they had them. They both wrestled on the same WrestleMania. Think about that. Can we agree, okay, fans, to not get mad at them if they go in the ring and like shit the bed completely and just didn't get the entrances and just super natural powers? And they can fight each other with that. <laughs> They're just throwing lasers at each other. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that all day. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this, ju- this just in. Undertaker versus Matt Morgan is happening <laughs> in May. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting the rumor now until it becomes but, true. But think about this. Like the two dream matches of our, you know, uh, of this generation, Goldberg and Austin. That could have happened. Austin's last match happened the night before Goldberg came to WWE, officially started. So that they could have made that happen. Yep. But instead, they, you know, Austin retired, they went with Goldberg and The Rock. And then... And by the way, Goldberg is the next guest on the Austin Broken Skull Sessions. Oh, is he? Yep. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. And then, uh, and then you had Taker and Sting wrestling on the same card at WrestleMania, and they didn't have them against each other. No, because... Triple H was the man that captained <laughs> WWE to the attitude. Did you hear? Right. He was the one. All of a sudden, it was. <laughs> no. Yeah. I will say that I was there live. You go back and watch though. Sting, Sting could at least hit his handing bed. He looked like Edward Scissorhands. He, he he was pale white. <laughs> Hair was everywhere. You sound like Eric right now. Bischoff decided not to have him win. The <laughs> you ever hear that? Yeah, he looked ridiculous. I, let's just call it. I mean, at the yeah. at the WrestleMania. Well, he he is fifty something at that when he wrestled that match. There's no age limit on a tanning bed, Raj. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad for it's bad for your skin after a certain age, right? I don't mess with him. I mess with him like every other day, like an idiot when I was wrestling. Mm-hmm. Every other day, it was terrible. <laughs> but like 
Never. Yeah. He, 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 you look at the pictures of Sting after that match, and it did look pretty bad. But... Take the pictures of Sting after that match and put it up side, put it side by side of Johnny Depp and Edward Scissorhands. Hands. To be fair, his hair, you know, his hair is going on him. Right. And we're able to buy so many years with the face paint on him, right? But once his hair starts to go, what do you do with that? Yeah. And he looked cool before he got, you know, before he wrestled. When he had the coat on and, and the hair slicked back, I looked, looked cool. Yes. It's just when it gets all muff, muffled well, up. Well, they, from they, right. dress, they yeah. dressed it up with the NWO DX entrances and, and stuff. That made it cool, the run-ins. Yeah. Anyways. All right. That's enough. So so we take away uh, NXT beats AEW two weeks in a row. Uh, t- trademark names. Matt Morgan's fighting The Undertaker. Guys, any final thoughts here uh, before we go off the air? I wish. I wish. I can only wish. Come on, Matt. Get that half a million. They're handing it out like candy right now. <laughs> I would. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Who would? You guys would. The guy down my street would. Everybody would. <laughs> <laughs> well, Taker, he, 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 he's always looking tan, so that's good for him. <clears throat> I can't wait. Great podcast. Can't, can't podcast. wait till Taker shows up at Longwood. City Hall City and <laughs> challenges me. <laughs> <laughs> they do shoot an angle at your town hall meeting. That'd be awesome, actually. <laughs> Matt, Matt Morgan in a three-point contest against Mark Calloway. <laughs> I'm doing my the Christmas tree this year. Um, I, I light it up for the city. Like we have sixteen thousand residents that come out to it, right? And uh, that would be it. And it doesn't come on. What's going on here? What the hell's going on? <laughs> that would. All the street comes out. How cool would that be? All the lights, turn, <laughs> all the lights turn red in the fiend. <laughs> that would be cool. Too. That would be cool. <laughs> need to book this stuff. All right. <laughs> all right, Matt, get your plug in. Plug something. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BB Matt Morgan. Tremendous, Raj. Keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. We got uh, we got an interview with Scorpio Sky coming up, and uh, several others, a bunch of others. So check it out. Uh, Tito Ortiz, Alberto Del Rio, I'll drop in this week as well. Good stuff. You interviewed them? Yeah. Hey, that's a guy. You know that? Cool. Yeah. Good Tito, stuff. Tito's uh, one of the biggest MMA stars of all time. You kind of kind of forget that sometimes. Like, what a superstar he was. Watch yeah. a 30 for 30 party show. You'll see. Oh, that. I need to see that. Yeah. All right. It's so a great, great original content coming up here on Wrestling Inc. every single day. Of course, all three of us will be back Wednesday night, post AEW, post NXT. Barrage for Matt. I'm Justin Labar. Thank you very much. Smoke them if you got them. Hashtag AEW still better than NXT. Suck it. <laughs> for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.